in terms of getting my shit together for the end of the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> my my headphones, because I, I just, I pressed intro music and then immediately realized my glasses were all smudgy. So I was like, quickly, I can I can totally do this. Forgetting <laughs> that the headphones make that a very difficult endeavor. So all the headphones yes. like, fell down my back. They just like <laughs> did that. And uh, I just, yeah, I had a whole panic right up until the little countdown appeared. <laughs> nice. Just calamities. Uh, oh. Ted, thank you so much for subbing. We love you. Oh, my uh, Baldi, I hope, I hope you feel better. I'm sorry to hear about your vertigo. Um, I do have a head. I have a whole head, Beardy. Uh, what's up, everybody? Thanks for bearing with us while we took uh, last week off. We were all on planes. Mm-hmm. Or trucks. House. <laughs> yeah, so uh, trucks, you know, you're around. It's a new room. How is it? How's your new place? The new place is good. Um, oh, it's already. Only, it's only good today. Um, <laughs> I moved okay. here a week ago, mm-hmm. and today was the day it got good. Um, good. I moved in, and it immediately became apparent that nobody that has lived here for, I don't know, maybe like a decade or something has like cleared out any of the shit uh there's just there i there was so much stuff that i had to clear out i have not the kitchen there's a it's a big kitchen there's a lot of cupboards in it Mm. and so um i haven't cleaned them out yet but they are all now empty at least and um there was just like so so much so so much stuff in them um I I opened one press and it was just stuffed full of plastic bags, and <laughs> <laughs> like shopping bags and stuff. And then when I started to pull them out, there was just a microwave behind them. <laughs> Great. Is I there mean, another microwave in the kitchen, or is this the yeah. one off? Oh, so there's this just a spare. Good, 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 good. Spare microwave doesn't work. Um, and then in another one, I. Uh, there was a whole press that was just full of really sticky, old, disgusting alcohol. Um, mm. And it just, there was just loads of stuff. And so I, there was several lamps that didn't work in various oh. places around the flat. Um, I love that shit. I love like moving into a place. Lights. I love moving into a place and they're like, we could have thrown this out. We're not going to. We're going to keep we everything forever. We're not yeah. quite hoarders, but we're not okay. Yeah. yeah. So I emailed the landlord and and he was just like uh I don't have an inventory of what belongs to me. Anything that's unnecessary, get rid of it. Oh. <laughs> and so today I had a couple of friends come around that have uh, a car and they brought me out to the recycling center. What a fucking Can we just talk about how great a recycling center is? Like it was just Go such on. an operation. Yeah. Like we got out there and we accidentally drove into the commercial entrance 
and we just got up to the little um porta cabin where the guy was at the entrance and and we were just like is this where we can are we in the right place and he was like no but it's okay just come around the back of the office and do a u-turn and come back out and then go into the next entrance and you'll find what what he asked us what we were getting rid of and my friend very uh properly said uh he was just like assorted electronics (laughs) (laughs) like it's an aisle in home depot (laughs) (laughs) and some ceramics and uh glass Mm. and um we went back in then and there was just lo- there was just areas where you could put everything yeah yeah and, was, and then they had nowhere for ceramics and they said oh that'll just go in the truck and i look across the yard and there's just this truck <laughs> like a pickup truck or like a garbage truck or like a, a big garbage truck with one okay. of the big crushing machines in the back gotcha. and th- he was just like it just goes in the truck and so you right. just fuck something into the like and there were so many other people uh, getting shit out of their cars and everybody's just bringing all this stuff over to this truck and just fucking it in there Mm -hmm. and even though it seems like that might not be going to a proper recycling place it is cathartic (laughs) 100 hopefully they just crush it back into sand and take it to the nearest beach yeah and uh go back from whence you came get out there oh such like i want I want more reasons to go to recycling centers. <laughs> <laughs> there is something super cathartic about like the the toss. Yeah. Just... Like, I remember I went I went there with my, my one of my old housemates. We cleared out our place. And um that like just having like a TV and you just fuck you just <laughs> oh you get so much something out. Something that you've spent so much time trying not to break. <laughs> Yeah, just, God, I hope you fucking explode. It's uh, <laughs> my best fit. It's like, I remember um, I was working at uh, when I worked at Blanche House in Brighton. It was like a that was the boutique uh, hotel slash cocktail bar, and there was a room that they decided to redecorate. Every room had a different theme, and uh, they were like, "We're getting rid of this one. We're going to do something new with it." So we just need to get rid of everything. And I just gotten dumped like two days before. Oh. And I remember I was talking to my boss about it and he's, and I was like, so what do you want? Do we need to be careful with this? Are you selling it? He's like, no, we're throwing it all away. So like I kicked the back out of a cabinet and, uh, <laughs> and just smashed some shit. It felt amazing. Ah, garbage is garbage is obviously a blight on the planet and we need to do yeah. better with it. But my God, Sometimes. can it serve a purpose? If oh, you do it, it right. really can. If you yeah. do it right. I would love, love, to go to one of those scrapyards where they let you kind of go in with a baseball bat and just, uh. yes, oh, that would be so good. I really want to. I really, oh, I, I was here. nearly because there was a few kind of old plates that were. I was just like, I, I can't use these. There was a few that were really chipped and and cheap and and mm. just not good and everything. And so I brought them out, but a little part of my brain went. You could keep them and you could smash them, but I couldn't think of anywhere safe I could bring them to do that. So um, I just and and there's just so I just needed this place to be clear. So um, yeah. I wasn't keeping anything that I would eventually get around to. I'm just I have so many bags down to the bins. Mm. Like oh, it's been it's been a lot of work, and I will say the the scrubbing out of all the kitchen cupboards and stuff has been really exhausting. I've gotten through three different true crime podcasts in the space of a week. And 
I yeah, it's it's been I'm fucking exhausted and I'm only through half the cupboards. Um, that that feeling where especially something about dirty kitchen cupboards where like <laughs> clean clean all the shelves, clean all the dishes that were on it, put it yeah. back and it's like I actually I actually do feel a lot better. Oh, this is very, it's great. This is very it's nice. really great. But it's a huge kitchen. So I've only got like I say I've only gotten through half the cupboards. That's crazy. In, it's, in does like anyone else live there right now? Just you... cleaning the cupboards. Are you alone there or I'm alone at the moment, but my new flatmate okay. moves in tomorrow and I am uh, scared. Yay. Scared. Bad run of roommates. Oh, this is my third gamble at yeah. a spare room person. The first one was fine, but you know. And then the mm-hmm. second one was the worst experience I've ever had in my life. So right. it could go either way. Um, right. She seems nice, so hopefully... I have a. I'm I'm looking at apartments in Toronto right now because I'm moving. I'm moving back there in two weeks. Oh, and... two weeks. Where yeah. are you right now? Because I know you're in Montreal. I'm in Montreal. Got... Right. Come back to your holiday, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So I was. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm on. I'm talking to different people with apartments and stuff. And I found this place that looks amazing, and it's only. It's like a hundred bucks more than I was paying before in Toronto. But there's like a gym in the building. There's. I think there's like a sauna. There's all this like a sauna. nice. It's a new building. That's lush. And uh, and so and the guy and I would get along really well in the chat. But we're gonna. I was like, he was like, dude. I. I mean, you seem cool. He. He grew up near where I grew up. Uh, we're about the same age. Seems chill. And he's like, I mean, you seem cool. Like, what do you think? And I was like, let's have a call. Let's just do a phone call. Just a video. Just to vibe it out. Because okay, I sure would hate to show up and we hate each other. Wouldn't that be a nightmare? Wouldn't that just be the fucking worst? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I want to get it done sooner than later so that I have time to find a new place. Because sure, I have no interest in living with someone that I have to either tiptoe around or hate. Oh so, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. Um, I I hope that goes well for you. I hope they're not an arsehole. <laughs> I specifically said in my ad, um, I oh, what was the line I used? I specifically said something about no arseholes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, although assholes famously not aware of it. Yeah, really not. Yeah. They're like, I'm great. It's yeah. literally everyone I've ever met that's the problem. I know. You go all I, of them. <laughs> I had one person come to room to view the room and she seemed really, really nice, but there was one little thing that she said and I was like, Oh, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. What was it? What'd she say? And it was that she, without any sense of irony whatsoever, mm-hmm. referred to herself as a Ravenclaw and then kept talking with the sentence. That's right, you told us about that. Did I say yeah. this one already? Oh, I yeah, did. you told us yes. that a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. But that's oh. a good call. That's a good catch. I feel like it's a good catch. Yeah. <laughs> um, if she was like slightly younger than she was as well, she might have carried it off. Like if somebody was a good bit younger than me, I might have let it slide a bit quicker. But she was 26. Mm. And I'm like, that's not younger than me enough Yeah. To, to deem that acceptable. Did I tell you about the one apartment that I was offered where I thought I might be revenge? I think you might have, but refresh me. <laughs> Where like a woman was like, hey, I'm trying to replace myself in my apartment. It's like a six month lease. Place is cool. New build. Uh, and I put up a post with like just a, a explaining who I am and whatnot. And uh, she sent me a message being like, hey, I think you'd be a good fit. Explain the whole place. I was like, great. That's awesome. Can I ask why you're moving out? And she went like, 
two friends moved into each with each other, not friends anymore. And I went, okay, like, that's fine. No problem. Um, and then she's like, oh, and just so you know, I don't know if this is a big deal, but she's 21. And I was like, that's a big deal. I'm 38. Yeah, that's <laughs> not great. That's, that's not, yeah. And I actually asked her, I was like, because that seems like, like, if I wanted to fuck over someone that I was no longer friends with to the point where I was moving, I was breaking my lease to move out. I would pick someone that they would not have anything in common with. Yeah. And if I, if that person was a 21 year old girl, I am the person I would pick for that. I would 100%. And I even asked her, I was like, am I a revenge booking? Are you (laughs) trying to hurt your former friends? And she was like, no, no, you just seem like a nice guy. And I'm like, ah, regardless, no. But still, like. Yeah, that that is, uh, that isn't great. Um, George Fox has great timing. I arrive in and hear Ashley saying he's 26 and that's just not quite young enough. On this occasion, (laughs) that was not the vibe of what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate that that might have come across wrong. Um... (laughs) She likes him young. Famously, she likes him lucky and she Mm -hmm. likes him young. She likes him with good fortune. (laughs) <laughs> uh that that definitely would have sounded bad um but this was about a harry potter reference not about sex yeah, yeah. Oh, those aren't the same thing um <laughs> i want to know every little tiny thing about mexico okay you're gonna be uh deeply disappointed uh because i'm a boring man who was very tired so here's what I did. I showed up. It, I was in Sayulita, which is like, I think used to be a cool surf town. Okay. And now is one of those places that everyone is like, no one knows about it, but everyone knows about it. Uh, was it and so, so many tourists and like every, everybody was really nice. It was like, it was beautiful. I just watched surfers every morning and I just sat down on the beach and read and I wrote a lot and watched a bunch of movies that I've been meaning to watch. And, um, uh, but like the few people that I talked to who were tourists were so deeply boring. <laughs> that I just gave up. I just didn't meet anybody else. I just stopped. I was like, nope, we're not. I met one guy. He like sat down, he came over to me on the beach and he asked for a lighter. And then he sat down, we talked for a while. And he's like, yeah, you know, I used to work at big machinery, but now I'm in real estate. And I was like, oh, this is going nowhere. And, uh, and then Within five minutes, he was like, my girlfriend's always on me because I love the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, oh, okay, great. We're adding to it. And um, and I didn't want to like, it's not a, I don't know this guy. I don't care. But I just, I gave him the example of the moment that I shut off Rogan forever, which was years ago when um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on. And Rogan goes, uh, so tell me about tell me, the moon landing. It was faked, right? Come on. There's a lot. I got a lot of questions. Neil deGrasse Tyson, very chill. He's clearly dealt with these questions before. Just answers all the all the conspiracy theories. He goes, "Well, that doesn't make sense, and that's actually not true. That's based on this lie that came out of here, and all this stuff." We definitely went. uh, What was that saying? Everyone needs to live their lives to Chris Betts. Never says, "Oh, buddy, yeah." You know you've gone awry. You've you've yeah. gone astray when Chris Fett says that to you. <laughs> That's, I'm happy to be a metric. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then, and so DeGrasse Tyson takes like five minutes, calmly walks him through all the things. And the whole time Rogan's like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's interesting. All right. Uh-huh. Oh, no, that's a good point. You're making, yeah, I get that. And then DeGrasse Tyson finishes and Rogan goes, but like, we faked it though, right? And I was like, buddy, come the fuck on. Like, you can't, oh, you can't be God. that attached to it. And so I just like, that was, that was before all the other stuff that's come along. But I just, I just was like, oh, I'm out. This guy's an idiot. I'll see you later. And then I felt very vindicated years later in my I'm choice. Sure it was like did. when, when I was a, when I was, when I used to smoke pot, um, uh, I had a lot of conspiracy theory friends cause you know, and, um, one That's of them a, tried to get a, me onto, oh yeah, oh, diagram. oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> there is only overlap. And, uh, and one of my friends tried to get me onto Alex Jones and I like watched one of the videos. He's the yeller. He always has his shirt off. Um, he owes like a billion dollars in lawsuit money now because he said that the Sandy Hook shooting was a fake. Um, okay. But so my friend tried to get me into Alex Jones, and I watched like five minutes of it, and I was like, I don't trust anyone that yells that much. So no, and again, vindicated, nailed it. Just a couple of oh buddies, just <laughs> just not not a good investment of your time. Sure. Um, I was quite blissfully unaware of Joe Rogan for a very, very long time. And then, am I freezing or is Chris freezing? Probably me. Because you're not freezing on my Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on a I'm new on... internet as well, so I don't know. Okay. Um... It's, it's coming through fine for my end, but my um, I'm on a phone in. I tried to set up my laptop, but for some reason the power supply isn't working and I didn't have time to fix it, so I just jumped on my phone. According to George Fox, it is me that is freezing. I think, yeah, oh, okay. I'm not, I don't know how this new internet is going to work, but <laughs> hopefully. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem to be too bad, though. Um, so we'll just crack on. And um, I, oh, I am freezing, me, the person. Okay. I will admit, I have two hot water bottles, so that's not not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's quite cold. It's a it's a big mm. old building, and I've already um, gone over the budget on the little smart mm. meter for gas and electricity this week. So, um, yeah, I um, what was I saying? I was in the middle of saying something, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I don't uh, know. Uh, da da da. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, Mex- so Mexico. A oh, lot of. Sorry, a lot of, oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't hear about I him only, for a long time, and then I only became aware of him when my brother really got into the UFC, uh, which was on during the rise of uh, Conor McGregor. And, of course, yeah. Um, it was your it was your national duty. Yeah, to, exactly. To please that and booty. So yeah, but he obviously didn't age very well either. But I feel quite vindicated by that one because I used mm-hmm. to get really annoyed at my brother trying to make me watch it, and I was like, no, I, he just. <laughs> He just seems too cocky and full of himself, and that's yeah. not going to age well, and it didn't. Um, but uh, I, I, I think Rogan put out a, a Netflix special at that point, and it was the one that was literally about cats and dogs. And it was just, I watched it because my brother was going on about how this Joe Rogan guy, I think this was before he did really start to go downhill, Mm. Um, but I watched the special and I was just like, that is the worst stand-up I've ever seen. And I just never paid him any more attention. But I do keep hearing recently about how the Louis C.K. interview was really good. Um, okay. 
and that's annoying me because <laughs> I I have literally yeah. no interest in either of those human beings. Yeah. Lucy is a very interesting man. It's apparently a... a really strong comedy interview. That doesn't surprise me at all. They've both been doing it for like 30 years plus each. And like, Louis still the interesting guy that we all loved. He just, mm-hmm. We just know more about him now. But he still I has that mind. I knew Louis C.K. was post. Oh, Find really? Oh, okay. Great, nice. Yeah, so. Fascinating. Really thoughtful, yeah. interesting guy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Maybe I don't have to. intellect for all the wrong things. <laughs> um... That's, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not convinced it was his intellect that did that part. Uh, that was well, that's shut fair. it off. <laughs> yeah, fair was, comment. Yeah. Uh, right, Mexico. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but it, it ended up being like it was really, it was really cool. It was like I, I, I showed up. I bought. I showed up in like winter boots and jeans in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was 27 degrees because I'm moving to Toronto, so I'm going to fucking. It was minus 30 in Toronto when I left, uh-huh. and and so I was like, I packed for that. And I showed up and I just almost died in Mexico. <laughs> what? So, okay, but you still, I know you're moving to Toronto, but yeah. you still knew you were going to Mexico first. Yeah, but I don't own summer clothes. But did you, I oh, left. Are you going from, from uh, BC, Mexico, BC, Mexico, and up to Montreal and then Toronto in two weeks? Yeah. Oh, so you had uh, to bring all of your stuff from BC yeah. to Mexico, right? It wasn't just a holiday yeah. packing. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going back to BC for a few months, and so, okay. um, so it was. And I don't own sandals, um, and I don't. I owned like one pair of shorts that were so old that I was like, "These are dead. I'm not bringing these." Uh, I can't see you in sandals now that you mention that. Right. I mean, I've never seen your feet. That's fair. So, yeah, my feet haven't <laughs> seen a lot of sandals. Seen... Like, Instant wounds. From the waist down on you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There it is. That was it. <laughs> and now you're on that foot Wikipedia thing. Uh, that's so funny. Don't give that, that, away, give for that away for free. Pet, you are so right. TOS. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, so you're sweating, you're dying in Mexico. Uh, yeah, but it was great because I, I just I it gave me an excuse to wander around the town and I found like just a couple cool stores. I got really good sandals for not much money, and then I got some some shorts that I feel like everyone in my life is gonna hate. Um <laughs> describe them to me. I, uh, I mid, feel like mid everyone thigh, in my life is yeah, okay. Mid thigh and just like dad Hawaiian pattern. Like I mean, loud but not loud. Look, it looks. I mean, when I um, when I lose some more weight, they'll look fine. But right now, it looks hilarious. It looks very funny. (laughs) One nice thing is I found out that I've gone down uh, waist size. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't realize that, but that's pretty cool. So yeah, so I'm back down to where I was, which is very nice. Chris has the leg and foot position of a Venice Beach yogi. (laughs) (laughs) I have been meditating for 15 years uh and so my legs can do that thing where i put my feet up over my thighs and i can sit quite comfortably this is revelatory uh (laughs) i never had you as somebody who meditated 
unless it was while on mushrooms. I have done that, and it was too much. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I learned it when I was uh, living in that Buddhist monastery. They um, that was one of the I things. Thought that you lived in a Buddhist monastery. Me. Yeah. We've talked about so many things that I feel like we've gone around in a circle and slowly forgotten everything and then we have to come back around oh yeah and relearn it all and it's a it's a wild adventure talking to you guys as much <laughs> Fox, i imagined chris meditates but only after doing that thing where he strangles someone to death so he can see god fair fair uh, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I love meditation. Everyone should do it. It's you meditating. It's the best. Uh, I when I was at my peak, I sort of I largely I didn't do it very often at all when I was living in the house in London. But that was like it was too chaotic, and I just couldn't find any quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean when I when I'm doing it regularly, it's like 20 minutes to start the day, 20 minutes to close the day. Wow, that's I mean that's my skincare regime and i feel like that's my form of <laughs> self-care <laughs> it's 20 minutes <laughs> in the morning and 20 minutes before i go to bed and sometimes halfway through the day because my skin is um incredibly sensitive and dry oh i just thought of something i could do right now is it your skincare routine um no but it's okay good. um i went Save to that for your solo channel <laughs> I did tell you guys that I went to a skin therapist back in November. Maybe. I, I'm i sure I did. And I told you okay. about like the Joker smile thing. Nope. Don't remember that. No memory. Right. Chat, back me up on this. Okay. Did we hear about this? You are our memory. It, it might take me a minute to bring up my um, pictures, but I went back for a follow-up appointment this week. And... It's really, really interesting. <laughs> and I, on this occasion, I actually got the photographs from both of these appointments. Nope. <laughs> so I'm going to bring up these photographs and I'm going to yes. describe this because it's, it's pretty wild, actually. The first photos are kind of terrifying, um, but it's... <laughs> I just okay. Give me a couple of minutes while I I go through this. Tell us more about okay. Mexico. So um, so what the one nice thing I found is like I found a restaurant that I liked. No one takes credit cards down there. I specifically got a credit card that's for traveling and gives me low fees and the best exchange rate. And then everyone was like, only cash. I was like, fuck you, Mexico. I really um... tried, uh, but I found a couple <laughs> places. I found a great little cocktail bar. They made delicious drinks. Um, we talked. They didn't really speak English, uh, so we just talked through Google Translate, which was a delight um because it was like quiet so i would just sit there and i would type my thing in and they type their thing in and we try to explain very nice um and when i told them about the people in the town and why i didn't like them they were like yeah yeah and then they were like you should have gone to this town it's a seven minute drive away and it's exactly who you're looking for it's all hippies and artists and i was like where the fuck were you a week ago that would have been oh, great no. to know um but now i know for next time and uh, and then luckily, like the the best part was so like I had a really nice time, pool, ate delicious Mexican food every day, um, watched a bunch of great movies, uh, and then I just I got bored, which is hilarious. 
I got uh-huh. bored in paradise. Like, what kind of fucking asshole? Yeah, uh, I kind of want to slap you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just, I just got bored. There wasn't anything for me to do there. And then, um, or at least the thing, like, nothing engaged me. And then I got a message from my friend who's a pilot, and he was in Puerto Vallarta, which is an hour away. And he was like, oh, come busy. I said, I leave the day after tomorrow. And he's like, then you come stay with me. He was saying it at all inclusive that the guy, he flies a private jet for a billionaire. And so the billionaire pays for their hotels everywhere that they travel. And so he's at an all-inclusive with his flight crew. And he's like, I got to, I got to fucking pull out couch in my suite, like just come out. And so I went and stayed with him and we had an amazing time. I've known this guy since I was like 15. He's one of my oldest, closest friends. He just happened to be there. His flight crew were really fun. We got shit faced and at like (laughs) some very cool bars we did. If you want to like find out where to drink, don't go to the internet. The internet is lying. Walk around, find a cool neighborhood. It was a gay neighborhood in Puerto Vallarta. That's where all the good stuff is. And pick one bar that like you like the look of, sit at the bar, have a drink, and then ask the bartender where to go to next. And that's how we made our way. And we found places that like you literally couldn't see from the street. They were like, you have to go here and you have to go around here. And there's like a door, but just go in the door. And it was like this big, no ceiling beautiful the music was incredible the drinks were amazing i remember i was drinking um mezcal and a with a like a mezcal on the side of a beer because i didn't want any more cocktails and um the waiter was like do you like that mezcal i was like it's delicious i love it he's like wait right here and he ran to the bar and he ran back and he was holding this bottle like so delicately and he said this is this has been my favorite mezcal for my whole life i really think you're going to appreciate it and then he poured then he poured me out like a shot like just so i would try it he wow. was like, don't, don't worry, this is just, and it was, it was incredible. It was unbelievable. I took a picture of the bottle so I can get one. Um, and it was just that kind of place where like they knew what they were talking about and they're really passionate about it. Um, and then the next day, my buddy and I were like, one of the greatest things, and people need to think about this when you go traveling with someone, if you're a drinker, find someone that has compatible hangovers. So we are both do nothing, eat a lot, sit, talk absolute bullshit because your brain's working at 30% capacity and don't try to do anything. And we had such a wonderful day. (laughs) At 6 p.m., I flew. I went swimming in the ocean, but then we saw a sign that said beware crocodiles and the sea was a similar color to crocodiles at some points. So we're like, we're just going to get out now. This isn't how I want to die. Uh, so, and then I got on my phone, I did a bunch of research about crocodiles in Puerto Vallarta. Turns out it's true. They drift down with the river out of the, uh, jungles and uh, just end up in the ocean. Um, they, nobody reports on it because they don't want it to fuck up tourism. Uh, but oh also there's, there's no reported deaths, but there's no, you know, um, they're around, but there's not like people don't see them all the time or anything. You would it would show up. It would be a thing on the internet if, if you did that. But um, you know they're out there. Just heads up near the marina. Apparently that's where they used to live, and then they built a marina there so the crocodiles just hang around outside like a jilted ex boyfriend. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, and then we just wow. sat around and talked shit, and it was wonderful. And then that I flew. Sounds- so great it was so good and then i landed in uh, montreal at 1 a.m last night and a friend of the stream jordan robson kramer came to pick me up oh yeah i told him i was like 
I was like, listen, I'm landing at one. Like, don't worry about it. It was, I crashed at his place last night because I booked all this very quickly. As soon as I found out that uh-huh. like everything was set up for my dad, like the next day I booked all this. So I was like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. And, um, and so there were a couple of things like I, I, I got confused about my Mexico art, uh, Airbnb. I just confused three apartments and I gave different qualities to the one that I landed on. And mm-hmm. the one, it wasn't a, it, I thought it was an apartment. It wasn't an apartment. It was basically a hotel room, but it okay. definitely said balcony. And when they showed me the room, the woman takes me in and she opens there's these two like big bay windows in it. And then she opens it and she just points at the fence right next to the, there's literally no more floor. There's just a metal fence outside the window and she just goes balcony. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> that is not about, if I had a balcony, I never would have gotten bored. I it's love a, a balcony. non-balcony. Oh, you froze. I missed that. In Mexico, though. So. It's a non-balcony in Mexico. Yeah, so it's fine. It was, um, uh, but it just made me laugh. I was like, not, yeah. she said it was so much confidence. Balcony. As if, like, challenge me on this. Balcony. <laughs> <Such>. <laughs> All right, lady, whatever. Um, but, yeah. uh, and then, and then coming to Montreal, I got the days wrong. So I landed too early to come in here. So I stayed with Jordan last night. I remember when I messaged him and I was like, don't pick me up. It's one in the morning. Um, I'll just come to yours. And he's like, I'm happy to pick you up, but if you want to be an asshole and get a taxi, then here's my address. <laughs> that is such a good way to allow some to get someone to allow you to do something for them. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be yeah. an asshole about it and not let me help yeah. you, fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. excellent. Great. I love that. And, I love that so and much. And then we we stayed up until we had like a like a uh like a sleepover type hangout because I was so tired because it was like big drinking the night before traveling all day. We got back to his place at like two 30 and we talked for maybe half an hour and I was like, I got a crash bed. I'm dying. And um, he's got like a, um, he's got like a one bedroom apartment, but um, there's no wall between the bedroom and the living room. So he just has like a curtain to pull it across. So I was sleeping on an air mattress on the floor in the living room. And so we just laid in our beds and, and talked like that for like an hour. Like we were at teenagers at a sleepover. That's so cute. It was really nice. It was really nice. And he I said, love that sort of thing. And he said, um, he said it was so funny because um, we were talking, I think we were talking about the Chinese spy balloons. And I just fell asleep mid-sentence. I was talking. I had someone tell me that I did that once. <laughs> and then I was asleep. And Sadaf always used to tell me that I did that. And I was like, I don't do that. There's no way that I do. And now there's a fucking corroborating witness. <laughs> I had someone tell me that I did that once. But the strangest thing was that they didn't tell me. So I fell asleep mid-sentence. And then when I woke up the next day, she rolled around and she just like, tried to continue the conversation as if I could just immediately remember where I'd left off. Like I've been on three <laughs> different PTSD nightmare trips since then. Yeah. I don't remember what I was saying when I fell asleep yeah. mid sentence. She was like, no, you were saying this. And I'm like, how, how did your brain just switch off and switch straight back on again without any interference in the middle? Mm-hmm. Like I just, no. Um, and then she, she was just like, no, but you fell asleep in the middle of saying this. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't mean that I know exactly what I said. 
<laughs> oh no, no. I the way he described it as well, so I don't remember that conversation. So I was already asleep. I was just still talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. I yeah. just have strong opinions about geopolitics when I'm when unconscious. You're asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, um right. Oh, I want to say I... uh Steve, my dad, my dad is okay. We got him as much help as we can get him. Um, he's got some in-home care now visiting, uh, and that was as much as he would allow. So me being there was becoming detrimental. So I left so that later on I can help because then sure. he'll let me because he'll have forgotten how annoyed he is with me. Uh, but thank you for asking. He's fine. <laughs> Cool. Did you find the pictures? Have you got your Joker face? I've got the pictures up. Now, I didn't, I literally avoided sharing them into the, like, waiting area bit because I didn't want you to see it before. <laughs> right. Because it's literally, once I bring this up, you're going to see it. Um, right. So, uh, this is the first appointment I went to. I have had issues with my skin my whole life. We went through my entire medical history. She sat with me for an hour and a half, went through my entire medical history. It only took really, an hour and really a half? Depth. I mean, did you tell her about the jaw? Was, did you tell her about yeah. the jaw? Yeah. I didn't tell her about the jaw. It didn't really feel relevant to my skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was most. It was anything that might have been relevant to my skin. She had like a whole checklist of questions, and um, <laughs> we went through that. And she was like, "Yeah, so all of that sounds like it would have a big impact on your general sk skin health and whatever." Mm. And I did specify that I've always had issues with my lips. I tend to get a lot of reactions after I've eaten food. I have to constantly reapply moisturizer and lip treatment mm. every day, all day. I am okay. frozen again, aren't I? Oh, you did for a second, but you're back. Okay. If I leave my house without my lip stuff, I'm having a really bad day. Like I will be late because I will go home and pick them up again. Um, okay. Like it's it's been a consistent issue. If I kiss someone, I pretty much mm. get an allergic reaction. Like it's really, really upsetting. Um, yeah, it's really upsetting. Um, and so I had explained all of this to her and then she put me under this UV light thing to have a look at my skin. And she went really fucking quiet. <laughs> and this is why. <laughs> and she kind of said she'd never seen this before. Um, of course. Of course she'd never seen it before. It's Ashley Manning's body. What so... the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of raging I've done this without John. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So this is all the skin around my mouth is so it's not it's like not retaining moisture. Oh my god. This is no this isn't there's nothing on my face. This is the under layers of my skin. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> Boom, that's funny. That's so funny. Why? Did you have a reason? <laughs> What happened to your she mouth? Was, she was just like, she was just like, I, I, I've never seen this. She, she actually, when she, she first went really, really quiet, and then she uh, was just like, okay, so I don't normally show people the photographs, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I need you to see this. And it was one of those things where it's like it's a really upsetting thing to see, but it was quite validating. Mm -hmm. um, but I, 
basically she then said it, it's like you're the, the whole area around your mouth is not retaining moisture at all it's just severely dehydrated mm. so um yes why is your mouth <laughs> open why is your mouth slightly open it's not what aren't those teeth Oh no, they're lips. It's hard on my phone because the screen's so small. It looked it looked a little bit like your mouth was like just slightly in that like supermodel, like no. just a little and those are like bottom teeth. I see it now. There you no, go. No, that's my lips there. Yeah. And that's I don't so know what funny. this is. I have no idea what this is. Uh, scar? A line on my chin. It could be a scar. It could be Probably freckles. A scar. I think it could be freckles. Um okay. but or like sun damage. But yeah, isn't it? kind of terrifying that's so wild it's kind of like it's kind of validating because i've i've had so much issues with my mouth that it's actually like oh there is actually something there absolutely yeah 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 it's always it's nice to be able to be like oh thank god like there's Mm -hmm. a reason i'm not i'm not crazy like all these doctors keep telling me yeah um that's like that's wild it's so funny as well because like as someone who is as like consistently negative as you are, <laughs> it's so funny that like under UV light, like your true nature is revealed. You just you, you just want to burn Gotham to the ground. You just... I know, isn't it terrible? That's so. Oh, fun- and what I like God. is it doesn't look like the Heath Ledger one. Like it no. does sort of the mouth wise, but it also really looks like the camp 1970s Joker from the Adam West show, the yeah. Cesar Romero. Oh, so God. it's like, it's still playful, you know, he's a good yeah. time. Uh, that's so um, funny. If you ever do a, a show he, that has slides, you have to include this in the show. Yeah, this has I to be one of the pictures. Oh, this is going to be, it's going to be in my cutthroat show. It is. Um, but uh, you can you can kind of see that the around my eyes is kind of dark too because I get a lot of inflammation there as well. But it's very the the lips are very prominent. Um, but yeah, so this was the picture back in November. Since then, I have spent an inordinate amount of money on the products that this therapist uses, and this was the picture, the follow up picture from this week's appointment. I hope it's now, the same, but a frown. this is the follow-up picture hey look at that after only three months of using the product look at that this is the improvement and like oh my god i'm not kidding when i say that i've had issues with my lips for years hmm and this is after only three months. And I said it to her when I was going into this appointment. I said, I think I've noticed a difference. I still have to apply moisturizer and lip cre- lip care all the time. But mm. um, it's less consistent. I don't feel like it's impacting my day quite as much. Okay. Um, you can see that, like, there's still a little bit of darkness here around the bottom mm. lip. Um, yeah, well, you look like a drowning victim on CSI. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was also it was slightly lighter this was like during daylight uh so there, it wasn't quite as dark a room um but uh it's definitely not the big joker smile <laughs> no it's not um 
but yeah, but like, so yeah, you're saying, sorry, yes, meatballs are saying that the lighting conditions aren't the same. It's literally, I went in the, in the late afternoon in November in the first one and it was just really dark. And then in this one, uh, it was just a slightly lighter day outside. But if you, the fact that you can still see all of the freckles that aren't visible during, like, they're not really that prominent on my face all the time. No, no, I didn't know you were It shows you that you can still see, like, the UV uh, layer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even though it is just a brighter photograph. But, that's so um, good. That's great news. I know. It's kind of cool. And especially when the products are as expensive as they are, mm. it's good to know that they are actually doing something. And yeah. um but yeah, that that I, I'm gonna need to bring that up again when John is here, I think. <laughs> yes, he's gonna have to see it. His reaction he's gotta see it. Yeah, his yes, reaction yeah. will be gold. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely Content wild. Gold. <laughs> yeah. His his other podcast just ended. They just released the last episode of the Wrestler Review. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how he feels just... about that. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. Um. I think I think pretty good. I think it was time. He's ready. Oh yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be ending it if it didn't need to. Um. Yeah. For some reason. Um. But yeah, surprise him. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to come. Oh, I should just add that picture. On you have to the, add uh, it to it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna add that yeah, picture right now, it. and then I'm gonna yeah. bring it up someday, and he's just gonna be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> that would be fun. Um, where do I add the? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's um, crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm in a part of what, when I, when I, um, so I start my job the day after I get to Toronto. Um, yeah. What, <laughs> edit it and like rotate it. So it's, it's the right way up, but, um, okay. Yeah. I'll do that's, that. that's very funny. Um, the, uh, so I start, I start my job the day after I get to Toronto, boots on the floor, like ready to go. Um, and once I start making money, one of the first things I'm going to do is just see all the doctors i'm gonna see everybody because it's been so long since i have and i'm like there's i feel okay but fuck knows and i'd rather have an idea you know if there's something i should be dealing with mm-hmm. i feel like there's no way my heart is good okay i just eat i've just been eating fucking trash for so long and then i didn't exercise like at all for three years and, uh, and I'm just like, I feel like everyone in my family dies of heart attacks. So I feel like I should start looking into it. Like I'm 38 now. So how I, how I am now dictates yeah. my body for the rest of my life. This is it. This is my last chance to yeah. not be. And that was one nice thing about like, it was, it was interesting to spend that much time with my dad to be like, okay, well, I don't want that to happen. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And so it was like an impetus to start actually taking care of myself um because it was like real world presented with real world consequences what a crazy thing so i'm like eager to get all that going again which is nice so if i get this apartment the fact there's a gym in the building is great because that'll save me hundreds and thousands of dollars it's also a lot easier to motivate yourself when you don't have to like when it's not a huge effort to get to the thing that you then have mm. to make an effort to do. Yeah. 
I find yeah, like I mean, I've just moved further away from the swimming pool and gym I was at, and mm. now there's another one I haven't figured out where where it is exactly, but there's another one nearer to me now. But I just know I'm not going to be as motivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which books on personal finance were reading? Oh shit! One was um uh, I think it was like saving like rabbits or something like that, and that was really useful because i am not financially literate at all okay and so learning things of like well what do you what do you do with money and they go not much just these three things it's basically like save up six months worth of money yeah so that you're safe there and then put a bunch into a tax-free savings account and then put everything else into just a dependable fund that just grows and you know you just leave it and that's it. Don't don't do short term things. Don't try to get on boom bust. Just leave it, and then it'll be fine. Uh, and I was like, that was very calming to find out. But also, I was a little annoyed that it was that simple. Yeah. I was like, man, that was there the whole time. God damn, the whole time. But um, yeah, they're they're absolutely not evil ones. There's just ones on like personal finance. That's it's not about capitalizing on anyone. It's just about you having a slightly more financially secure future um yeah so yeah just all kinds of stuff just like i should probably i should probably start taking care of myself in all areas as opposed to none of them yeah i do yeah i'm i'm kind of in that place now as well but i'm also just like uh i i feel like i've hit a bit of a wall and i'm trying to stop forcing anything to happen uh, like mm. every year for the past few years I've been like starting the year off being like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but I need to figure it out I need to come up with a plan I need to do all of this to try and make this happen and mm. um, now I'm just like you know what I'm probably not anything I try and plan doesn't work so just like I, I, it's not that I'm going to stop trying I'm just going to stop mm. caring so much <laughs> that's the key that's the key yeah. Even if you make a plan that doesn't work out, you can be like, all right, well, I guess this is the new plan. You just well, this is it. I really, really, mm, I really, really um, worked myself up about applying for this uh, job as mm. a, the venue assistant venue manager for a whiskey distillery. That's right. Yeah, you were going into the interview. I went into the interview last Thursday, uh, as in more than a week ago, and mm. I walked out of the interview going, I don't think I want it. Mm. I, and I'd had a really strong interview and uh, I felt really good. I I've, I walked into the interview going, I fucking need this to happen so that this, this, this and this can happen. And then I walked mm. out of it being like, I, I don't think I want it. And mm. I also felt like I didn't get it. And then I have not heard from them since, which I mm. think is really rude. And they're getting an email from me tomorrow being like, um... <laughs> kind of would have been nice to hear back from you but I think I'm gonna try because I think I feel 99% sure that I haven't gotten it because they will have contacted the person they wanted to have it by now so I'm gonna try and just have a little bit of power in the email and be like I've actually been offered something else Mm. (laughs) Um, double check their their emails to make sure they don't say we're only gonna get in touch with the person who gets the job said on the thursday we'll contact Mm. you early next week and to me early next week is monday or tuesday Mm. it is now the following monday yeah so i would say 
maybe don't come in swinging at first. Maybe don't go full Ashley right away. <laughs> maybe take a second and be like, hey, just checking up on this. You know, you said you'd be in contact early last week. Just wanted to see. I'm assuming you picked someone. It'd just be nice to know. And then when they answer you, you can be like, no problem. I got offered a job anyway. I just thought it was the polite thing to do to fuck. You could go like super passive aggressive with it if you want. Or you could yeah. go like, it's pretty fucked up that you left me hanging like that. You know, I need a job. I'm trying to apply for jobs out here. Why are you playing me like this? Um, but maybe don't maybe don't open with full Ashley just in case they haven't decided yet. That's full <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, I, I I I won't I won't have full Ashley attitude, but I definitely want to have a professional and proper but mm. powerful response. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it will be first thing tomorrow morning. Nice. Uh, I might write it this evening and schedule it for 8 a.m. <laughs> right. Write it, draft it, read it, and edit it in the morning because you'll see it clearer and you'll write it better. Well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. You'll feel better about it. You'll feel, <laughs> you'll feel much better about it. That's, I've started doing it with yeah. all things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, you never know. They might know okay. someone else who's hiring. That's how I get a lot of jobs. True. But I also, I just, I walked out of that interview just going, I am not suited to this mm. work. This kind of full-time office proper thing. And mm. I, before that interview, I was offered another interview for a film training thing. And I'm also applying to another training program and i've just very much been like i want to work on film sets no so great yeah get um are you are you sending messages to independent filmmakers or posting on forums because a good way to do that is like you volunteer on independent ones then you meet people who a you get experience that you can put on but also they end up getting hired on things and then they bring their people with them yeah yeah i'm in loads of different uh, group chats and forums and stuff like that that post about kind oh. of student films and whatever um but my biggest issue with going on to stuff like that is that if they're looking for a sound person they're looking for a sound person who has equipment um uh, of course yeah I do not have that equipment so mm. uh i'm a little bit at a uh, at a disadvantage there but um i'm also writing a script for one nice um that i think i'm i'm about to put in front of the first person to read it oh uh, and yeah it's it's not positive uh <laughs> it's what? a bleak little short film um but i kind of yeah there's like a tension in it and and I I quite like it. I think it's a good little script and I'm right. I'm excited to put it in front of some people. There's a few people I've spoken to about it who may actually help me make it as well or right. a couple of comics have said they might act in it. So nice. uh yeah, I feel quite good of that. The the That's Ashley's of awesome. Inishiran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say uh, um uh it was Beardy who said that, right? Is it Beardy? Yeah, Beardy, congratulations on your film. That's amazing. Good job. Won some awards at a festival the other week. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. 
That's excellent news. I want some awards at a festival. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I have, you know, I got one, whatever, no big deal. Um, what award do you have? I'm sh- I know that you had one, but I couldn't remember what one it was. Best improv show. <laughs> you have best improv show. Was that for Chris Betts versus the audience? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I can see how that would. I didn't classify that as improv in my head, but yeah. Neither did I. It is. <laughs> Neither did I until I won an award for it. That's and, so uh, funny. It made me laugh so hard. And I got some messages from comics being like, congratulations. It's so fucking funny that you won an improv award. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, really, yeah. really funny. Yeah. If I was an improviser and a comedian just showed up and took my award, I'd be so mad. I'd be oh, so fucking I'm sure mad. you pissed some people off. <laughs> I must have. Yeah, guaranteed. Somewhere there's an improviser that will never forgive me. Yeah, and like for years, really will blame their lack of success on me. Did you get like the? Was there a short list, or was it just given to uh, someone? Uh, they, I, I no, they announced all the nominees. It was so so. It was um, the awards happened during the first bout of COVID, and right. So what was? Uh, I can't believe like this is recently enough then. Yeah, it was like 2020, and they um, they want they like they were doing their best. The people at the award, they were doing their best, but they made a a very bad mistake, which is um, they asked all the winners to uh, record uh, like a like an acceptance speech, like just a quick little video. Very nice idea. Problem with it. they didn't, because no one else was giving videos, after the first two categories, everyone that hadn't been asked to make a video knew that they had not won their award. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, so I saw a couple friends tweeting about it, and they're like, honor to be nominated. Didn't make a video, so haven't won. Kind of nice <laughs> to be like, relieved, but it kind of like kills the yeah. Um, there's the no anticipation. surprises anymore. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, no, it was it was uh, very cool, and I think that, I mean there's got to be a short list out there. I didn't recognize any of them, so that's why they sure. don't stick with me. I don't yeah. fraternize with improvisers. Um, sure. actually, I did a show um in Victoria a few weeks ago. And it's like, a, that was the one where I messaged you guys for stories where like I, I do stand up and then they, the improvisers improvise behind me. And one of the improvisers is a comedy partner of a comedian that I know. And they, they, they're doing a bunch of stuff. They're really cool. And she was, they do a crowd work show themselves that um, the guy who Nash Park is his name. He's very funny. Um, he's, I'm the, he's like, you're the reason I do crowd work. He was like watching me do it inspired him to want to learn how to do it. And he asked me to go out for a beer and he asked me for tips on it and like ways to work it out and how to structure it and things like that. And he's like, yeah, you're like, you're the reason that I do this. And their shows are great. They're both so funny, which is like really nice. And what I love is he brought this improviser in and she loves it. But all of her improv friends don't understand it because so much of crowd work is so negative that they're like, why are you being so mean? to these people and she's like because it's delicious it's so good (laughs) 
so good to be mean to these strangers. It's like, yes, oh, that's yes, so funny. That's so, uh, that, but that's so cool that that person said that to you. Yeah. Um, Beardy Noise, I Don't Fraternize with Improvisers was supposed to sound judgmental. Oh, it was 100% <laughs> judgmental. That is a judgment that I've made I got a that real, I stand by. I got a real vibe of Garrett Millerick when you said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot fucking stand improvisers. No, um, he can't. Earlier in the year, earlier last year, when I was working for a street arts festival, he really, uh, I sent yeah. him a message. He, he was like, "What? What did you say you were working on?" And I was like, "Yes, yeah, street arts." And he was just like, "Fuck off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he told me about a time he was made to host a show that was like street performance style performers, and he said that there was like somebody who was performing. I think like their whole shtick was just being naked with a bucket on their head and he was told that he wasn't allowed to take the piss out of the performances that they were all very <laughs> serious art forms and he 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 just said he'd never do an event like that ever again after that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um i, I want to say i give paul um and the questing time team a pass uh because i love paul and he's very funny regardless I and he paul isn't too. He is a comedian who is very good at improv. Um, I think there's, there's a different... thing about improvisers yeah. that I noticed, and I actually said at the start of the show because I'd forgotten about it, but that show that I did with the improvisers, where before the show, they were all like holding hands and being like, like looking deep into each other's eyes and being like, I've got your back. I've got oh, your back. Yeah, there's and... there's different variety of improv performers. The same I... way there's different variety of comedians. And Every now and then, improv gets me, and I'm like, that was fucking cool. It's rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes they build something beautiful. Like, I've seen some long-form improv that was unbelievable. Like, I saw two guys yeah. make a movie, and it was yeah. amazing. But yeah. um, the way, like, the positivity off, um, it's the same problem that I, I have with a lot of actors, is, like, the positivity and support is very off-putting. Um mm -hmm. It's that they were like, I got you, I got you back. And I like mm. to be right before I go on stage. I like a friend to come up and whisper into my ear, you're going to fucking bomb. <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. <laughs> that shit just makes me laugh. Like it puts me in a good mood. It's. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, Is that like yeah. that? You can't. No one's that supportive all the time. And yeah. so, like, I know that if someone's that mean to me, it's because they love me. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's because, like, someone that hates me isn't going to come up and say that. They're just going to seize. Uh, but someone that loves yeah. me is going to come up and really, really try to fuck with me. And I uh -huh. appreciate that on a very deep level. I don't handle it as well as you would, I'm sure. But I, I could appreciate it, but I wouldn't handle it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not... Yeah. I'm I'm a oh. delicate person. <laughs> I I love it. I the more the better. Pile it on. Pile it on. Um but at the same time I also like love a roast battle and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not I, Yeah. <laughs> I mean the patrons the patrons know that was like the only thing that I remember there are only a couple things that I remember from the 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 episode where you and I went over our music in the Patreon. Yeah. 
And he just fucking roasted me. Absolutely roasty. And I love that, like, at the start of mine, John, John was like, oh, I was going to say something, but it's too mean. And I had to say, I was like, no, we just went all in on Ashley. You yeah, gotta you go. Can't you got to say something that's mean no. because. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, what was it he said again? Or are we keeping it for the Patreon? Oh, I'm no, it was, um, well, his was, I mean, it was actually, it wasn't even that mean. It was just correct. And I already knew it. And it was, it was just that like how divorced it is to have a country song yeah. called Lies I Chose to Believe was my most listened to yeah. song that year. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm fully aware of that. That is, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh we just got raided. Miss J Square, hey. thank you so much for the raid. Um welcome thank in. You. Here's our raid video whenever I can find it to bring it up. Oh, there it is. Suck my beard, try and Welcome to the Untitled Stream with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Raiders. Welcome into the raid. This is the untitled Twitch stream for now. Yay! Welcome. Uh, we are. Uh, we're talking um, about how how I appreciate being bullied, and Ashley does not as much, but sometimes no. she gets it. But sometimes does. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of has to accept it as a part of my life, especially in doing this show. um um, i was gonna say because you said that somebody came up to you and said that the crowd work was that that they kind of emulated you and your crowd work and whatever um i did a gig this week i haven't gigged in three months and it was a terrible tiny little open mic but you need them and I oh, just yeah. got up and I said an old idea that I haven't done in like over the since the pandemic. And mm-hmm. uh, I said a new idea that is not really a formed bit yet, but it's it's, it's got something in it. Um, it's it. I hadn't written it at all. I just had to say the thing to see what people responded to. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that was the gig. And but somebody came up to me afterwards and she's a relatively new comic. I've seen her performing a few times now around Glasgow, but she mm. came up to me and she just she said she really enjoyed it and but she said um you're you're it's really nice to see someone talk about the things that you talk about and you're really aspirational for me. And I was just Aww. like Oh, that's, that's so nice. cool. Nice. Yeah. I was just cuz I I think she's been she's done a few gigs with me now and she was just like it, and I think she was telling me that she's kind of trying to get more gigs at the stand and stuff and she mm. wasn't sure if she wanted to get her feedback and everything and I was just like I asked for feedback once and never again and she was like thank you I needed to hear that I'm never yeah. going to ask for feedback again either <laughs> I was so just like, only yes. only ask someone you know and trust the opinion of everyone yeah. else can go fuck themselves everyone yeah. else can go fuck themselves because my only bit of feedback I got from the stand early doors was the sex stuff was overplayed and gratuitous and i'm like sorry now that's just a stuffy <laughs> old man who's decided he didn't like a young woman talking about sex yeah yeah it's ridiculous it's Gratuit- always bad well it was just like trying to sound too intelligent yeah. and the the um like i remember the the, the best thing that a, a comic told me when i was showcasing at clubs i wish i could remember his name it's nick something he's a very sweet man and i came off stage it hadn't gone great it was at the glee's and uh, he, 
he came up, he's like, Chris, you're a nice guy. You're very funny. You seem like the kind of guy who, when asked how it went, will be honest. Don't do that. Because <laughs> they won't remember. <laughs> they will not remember. All they remember is the look on your face when you answer the question. <laughs> and so just act like it went great. Because it doesn't matter. And you'll get booked again. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't I feel weird. Like, I'm kind of making it up. He's like, it's literally meaningless. And you will get work out of it. So yeah. just do that. And I was like, man, have I been respecting people that work in comedy clubs too much? And then I worked in comedy clubs Way for the next eight much. years. People and yeah, 100% I have. And, yes. Yeah. People <laughs> who run and work in comedy clubs don't know, not necessarily the people who work in comedy clubs, because a lot of the times comics work in comedy clubs. Mm. But the people who run them and book them know jack shit about comedy and what's yeah. good and what's not. And uh, fundamentally, you just need to put on... It's like one performance when you're at the gig and it's another performance when you are getting booked and emailing mm. clubs and it's a whole other game you have to play and yeah. you just gotta you just gotta be this persona that's like, yeah, I fucking killed at your gig last night. Book me again, bitch. Yeah, crushed it. <laughs> you're welcome, by the way. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Um, you know, have you seen the fest? whole thing on twitter that went that twitter site thing uh yeah yeah i follow festival they're great yeah um did you see that one where it was like i'm a comedian for years after my gigs i have emailed every the clubs that i've been at with a random name of a customer to say i really enjoyed this act so that i would get booked again <laughs> and it, and I saw a few comics retweeting it being like who the fuck is this Yeah. <laughs> or this is being shared in all the whatsapp groups we're trying to find out who this is and it's a little bit like why has nobody else been doing that what, like I'm kind of like I should be doing that now there, there are a lot of like secret little things like um, I heard the story it's not necessarily about Kevin Hart but it might be about Kevin Hart and um, when this comic was coming up in the States and they were like a feature act, so you're like a middle sort of opener, um, they would purposely show up late so that the headliner would have to go on early and then they would go on after the headliner and then they could, and then they would tell other clubs that they had headlined that club because it was technically Whoa, true that they went last. That is a fucking ballsy move. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for sure that that's Kevin Hart, but I heard that that might have been Kevin Hart. Um, and it, I mean, it worked by all whoever it was. It worked for I them. Mean, yeah, they got a bunch of work out of it. A lot of the time, if the opener is there, that or sorry, if the closer is there, you like, yeah, they feel like, oh yeah, the opener is probably good enough to close, though they're still going to get here. We're not going to uh, mm. change the lineup around too much, and the headliner is probably. Like a lot of the time, the headliner is probably okay to go home earlier, and they will still get paid their amount regardless. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, it's a little really annoying, hurting. <laughs> but it's like it's it's a very sneaky thing to do. But it really it, is. It, you know, it worked. It's like um, one of my I've told this on here before, but I love it. Is um, there's a comic who he's an American comic. He was in the UK for a while, and uh, then he, he moved. Uh, back to the States. He was in Brooklyn and he was doing Michael Che, uh, one of the head writers of SNL, um, Michael Che's show in Brooklyn. And it was booked by Michael Che and two other comics. And this comic went to each of the guys that runs it and told them that the other guy had booked him. 
And so they all just went, oh, okay, yeah, sure. So everybody thought that someone else had put this guy on the show. And then he went up and ate shit, just bonked. And he's a good comic. Like, he's normally a killer. Uh, but he just ate it. It was one of those nights that didn't work out. And they're all standing at the back, and they're like, looking at each other, like, why'd you book this guy? I didn't book this guy. I thought you booked this guy. Why? I thought you booked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a great, like, because oh, so, like, if he had killed, they would have yeah. gone, hey, good job booking this guy. I didn't book, the, I didn't book the, yeah, that motherfucker. They... That's so funny that he did that. And then it's like adding to the myth as well. It's like, yeah. he's, got the, he's funny and he's got the hustle. I love this guy. But yeah. he bombed it. So it's like, that bridge is burnt. That shit is over. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, that's great. I love that so much. My brother did that, started a rumor of two of his mates were engaged. So what, they got engaged because of it. Is that what the end of that is? Wait, what? My brother did that, starting a rumor. Starting a rumor, two of his mates were engaged. I need to know how that worked, Baldy. Yeah, I don't don't understand. I don't understand this one. Other than a lie. Lies are funny. Well, um, yeah. (laughs) Lies are just funny, but I need to know how that benefited somebody. Mm. Or turned into a real thing, or, or yeah. turned into a fake thing. I don't know. Um, I'm taking my uh, probiotic that I've just remembered to take. Although there's a tiny, little, tiny chance that I took one with breakfast this morning and have since forgotten about it. That's all right. You'll just have so many biotics. Yeah. TOS. Ashley took drugs on the channel. Shut it down. Shut Fermented it milk, down. baby. Um, just so you know, we're we're only going. I forgot to say this before because I was running around and, and moving in and everything. But we're only going to do ninety minutes today because it's the Super Bowl, and I want to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure other so... people might want to watch it as well. So, so, uh, so yeah. So that starts. At Thank 6:30. you for telling me that fifteen minutes before the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Um, uh, I think yeah, we probably won't be here next weekend. Um, um I will. I'm... Be. I'll do it. You'll someone. do it. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it. okay. Because uh, both me and John have gigs. John is gigging in Edinburgh, and I'm gigging in Glasgow. But crucially, I will get to see John before that. I have to find out his actual like travel plans so that I oh, can good. figure out when to. Good see luck. Him. You'll just get a message being like, "I'm in Glasgow right now." Yeah, <laughs> he's not. No, he's not going to come to Glasgow. Um, oh, is it Edinburgh? It's he's in Edinburgh, so I'm going to have to go to Edinburgh to see him. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, we're not doing the same gig. Mm. He's doing his solo show in Monkey Barrel, and then I I assume he's doing all the Monkey Barrel shows that weekend as well. Yeah, you'd have um, to. Yeah. But I will try and see him on the Saturday or maybe the Sunday morning if he's there. I don't know. I'll figure out when and he's when he's about christopher i still have to see you in person <laughs> yeah yeah um that's a ways off uh i yeah. was going to the plan was originally to come to edinburgh this year uh but yeah. then obviously i got sidetracked for four months so yes not only was i not doing shows but i wasn't earning money so it's a double yeah. whammy of not worth it um if but, i uh, happen to get a little bit of money together which may happen it, you know stranger things have happened i will that's come to fact. Toronto. Yeah, come on down. It's gonna, it's gonna be fucking dope. I'm yeah. gonna be. I'm uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm excited about the new chapter. I've started writing jokes that are actually about me. Never done that before. You've never uh, done so, that before. No, I've never written autobiographical jokes. That's so weird. I feel like yeah. I can't not do that. <laughs> I just never, I've, I've never been interested enough in myself to want to. I've never been drawn okay. to the topics. Like I just write about you know, what I'm thinking about. That's quite funny because another friend of mine got divorced last year and he said the exact same thing. He's always done yeah. uh, more observational stuff. And this year he's doing a show that has a lot of personal comedy in it. Um, yeah. And is Mine's it, also, is it... it's with the dad stuff and it's with, sure. I started doing therapy and also I recorded my album. Yeah. And so that, all that stuff is burnt and it's like, all right, well, I know I can kill with that. Yeah. Like, what's the next challenge? Like what's missing from my act? And like, I am missing mm -hmm. from my act. Like I don't exist in it. You can piece it together if you're paying attention, but like I'm not in there. Um, so yeah. it's like, it's, you know, it's the next logical thing to work at. That was, um, I think I've said this on here before, but the way that I've always done stand up, like I remember the first five years, every year was a different skill. So the first year was just trying stuff, just whatever okay. I could think of. Yeah. And then the second year was storytelling. And then the third year was try to do the most obtuse, ridiculous things I could think. And then the year after that was trying to write material that could work in any club anywhere that I was proud of. So like I could write stuff that was universal, that didn't feel like I was selling out or catering okay. to anybody. And then it was write my first show. Uh, and so like I've always sort of done it that way. It's I look at it like, um, mm -hmm. uh, like tools in the back belt where you I can just sort of pull different things out I just can't operate like that uh I think I've just I've accepted that there are certain aspects of comedy I won't ever really be good at mm. um I I just know that they're not in my arsenal yeah. and I I mean if I really really put my mind to it I could probably exercise it and practice and whatever but yeah I just don't feel at home in it in that way. I think. Yeah. I, you don't have the compulsion. Yeah. That I do. Either. Yeah. Like, I have to do it and I'm doing it like every day. Like the only reason I would ever go three months is because of something like what I was in Sydney to do. Yeah. And so like the idea of doing one show every three months, like you can't even do what I'm doing during no. the number of shows that you do it's 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 a it's an illness what's wrong it's something yeah, that's wrong I with think, me but I think if I was in an environment where I could uh, I could access gigs in a mm. enough to be able to work on it like that I think I've frozen there haven't I mm. uh yeah, yeah but just, this sounds so um good. I think Oh, it still came through. Okay, yeah. So if I was in an environment where I had access to enough gigs to really be able to to work on it like that, I probably could um, practice like being a stand up in a much more kind of methodical, uh, like hardworking kind of way. But I just don't have enough access to gigs here. There's like there's very little gigs in Scotland. Mm. I'm not getting booked regularly it is uh, and I know that like maybe I could work harder at changing that but 
there's only so much power you have at a certain point. And yeah. then, like I said, uh, I was booked to go down to London for a second gig after the first one I did, and I just couldn't afford to get there. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just so expensive. And even going over to Edinburgh, I'm like, I can only do the gigs that will pay me a little bit to get the cost of the yeah, you gotta break even. Over. Um, yeah, yeah, and so I've just kind of accepted that I'm not. I'm just not able to do it and I I've just as much as I absolutely adore and I'm addicted to comedy I've mm. just kind of had to swallow the bitter pill of I'm yeah. not able to stomach the amount of yeah. of of actual detrimentally difficult stuff I would have to do to make this yeah. work in the way that I need it to and so yeah. I've just kind of pursued other things and Two people I had a really, and I think I mentioned this before, but two people I had a really fucking nice conversation about this with was Jim mm. Campbell and James Loveridge during the Fringe. Oh, yeah. And yeah. those guys fucking, I, like, they, this is the first time I've met them. It's the only time I've met them, but we went to a place oh, in that conversation. They're sweethearts, it was lovely. yeah. Yeah, I mean, James has so quit now, I think. James is done. They both have. Yeah. Oh, did Jim Campbell quit as well? Um, I'm not sure if he's quit quit, but he is kind of focusing on other things. He he definitely said he's they they were both a bit like, we've quit, but James was still hosting the Spank uh shows yeah. in the fringe and stuff like that. So it's like it's yeah. not our main thing. And I feel like that about yeah. my stand-up now as well. And they were just kind of like, yeah. You're realizing this a lot earlier than we did. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like um, even listening listening to you be like you know there's not that many shows here and i have to travel my first thought is like well then i would never live there i yeah. could never live somewhere where there wasn't a, a bunch of shows like i remember talking to being out west was really nice because that's like my brother's there my new niece is there all the friends that i grew up with are out there and everybody was trying to get me to stay and i remember one like friend of mine who's the pilot that i saw in puerto vallarta he's like just stay man it's so great to have you around like don't you like sounds like I fucking love seeing you guys. It's amazing. And I said to him, but would you live here if there wasn't an airport? And he was like, yeah. Oh, I understand. Fair enough. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta get the fuck out of here because I have to do the thing that I have to do. Well, there's, um, I watched the, the Fablemans. Have you seen that? The new Spielberg movie? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's quite dull. <laughs> um, I re I really liked it. I thought like it was good. It was like just a nice portrait of youth um and there's some very funny like meta movie moments in it that i thought were great but there's um one of the plot points is basically uh some people just have to do the thing that they have to do and they will throw everything else away they just got to do it and i'm i'm like that with stand up like i ha i have to do it otherwise the rest of my life i could have it but it won't last because i'll i'll be so unhappy that I wouldn't be able to continue with it. I I do understand that. I I I think it's <laughs> I feel like if there was a world where I hadn't gone through all the fucking illness and horribleness mm. that I have, mm. I would have to do whatever it takes but I can't stomach whatever it takes anymore because yeah. I I just I need a certain level of comfort to actually survive now because yeah. I've just I've done the absolute limit yeah. of my discomfort 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I cannot yeah. do it. And no, that's fair. When I, like, when I lived in Cork, I very much wanted to pursue stand-up. Mm. And I really looked at it in terms of where can I move to that I really have the most access to gigs. Mm. The first couple of places I was looking at was like Chicago, New York. I think I briefly looked at LA, but it scared me. Um, mm. <laughs> and I was going, cause a friend, a couple of friends of mine had gone to Chicago on like uh, brief visas and they'd kind of been there for three months or something. And they'd done like a mm. shitload of gigs and they'd come back way better at stand up and everything. Yeah. Um, and so I really, really looked at going to Chicago I really looked at jobs that I was going to be able to get into to even get like visa help and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I did not have the money in my bank account to get the visas. I, and I couldn't, yeah. I tried for eight months to get work in Cork to save the money to get the mm. visa. And I couldn't get work in Cork because yeah. there was just no jobs there. So I yeah. just, I did consider London. Alex is, is asking me if I considered London. I couldn't afford to move to London either. And yeah. so I just didn't have the capital to get anywhere. And then I, I went to the fringe for a tiny little holiday because I was mm. just like, right, I can't figure out where to go. I went to the fringe um, because I could just about afford to take myself on a little bit of a break because I was just eight months into nothing mm. happening. Yeah. And so I went to the fringe and I was like, there's a lot happening here. And from the tininess of Cork, where there was yeah. three gigs... Yeah. Scotland looked like there was loads happening. Yeah, well, so, the fringe is like, yeah. Yeah. It's like how people think so Montreal's thought, full of comedy shows, but we just had that one festival. Yeah. And <laughs> so I thought it was, and but there was other gigs in, in Scotland. Like there's actually, I'd say there's about half as many gigs now since before the pandemic. Mm. Um, you know, it the, the pandemic has had that impact as well. But uh, I really thought like, oh, I could move to Edinburgh and like work on being a fringe show comic. And then I kind of thought like maybe at a certain point that would go well enough that it was feasible and affordable to move to London. Like there's at least work yeah. in Edinburgh that I can do as well to yeah. save up money in theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just, as much as I might have really, really wanted it, mm. it I have not been able to grab onto any step of a ladder that's leading to it. Yeah, fair enough. It's just not available to me. <laughs> yeah, and so I've just had to swallow it. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I've been able, because I broke too, I can't afford anything, uh, yeah. was the um, bartending. That's the only reason is because you can do it anywhere. So yeah. because I have, I built up a good bartending resume when I was younger, I can just show up in a city and I have work. There's yeah. always work. It might not be the bar I, I want, but there's always yeah. money to be made, which is, that's the only reason I was able to make it in London. Is because I got a bar yeah. job real early, and you know it's the same in Toronto. I managed to get a job right away. Otherwise, there's no way I'm paying fucking. I'm paying fourteen hundred dollars a month in rent. Yeah, and that's a I lot. Just, like, that's a I lot of money. I I never kind of grasped onto a job that I could just pick up somewhere. That I never really difference. developed that skill. Yeah. And as much as I could have gone into bar work, the very first few times that I did any bar work, I just yeah. immediately started to get such big allergic reactions on my hands yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i'm allergic to beer and wine and you just get beer all over your hands when you're doing <laughs> bar work so yeah. oh yeah no i'm not saying you should have gotten it i'm just saying like i feel really lucky that i had that because yeah. otherwise i would have been in the same position like there's no way yeah 
that I yeah. could have done it. But because I'm, I'm lucky and I have that, like, that skill and I'm good enough at it that it stands out. I mean, you're I'm not like you just another guy. Like, what, one of the top bartenders in the world at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like I, I had a really nice moment in Toronto just before I left when um, one of the bartenders at Comedy Bar asked me to show her how to make a martini. And Ooh. it was quiet. There was only like staff and other comedians in. And everyone was just talking. And by the time I'd finished, everyone was like just wrapped in what was going on you making a a martini yeah and it was like yeah i'm really good at this (laughs) so i'm gonna have you make me so many drinks (laughs) yeah 100 for sure i can't wait (laughs) um you have to leave that has been a really good conversation to wrap up the show um so plug anything no neither Uh, i'm I'm back baby it's the year of bets i feel good um yeah i'm gonna be uh i'll be here next week with a guest host um it could be jordan robson craver but he's very busy because his tour is about to happen i'll pitch that um look up uh what the fuck is the name of his band all i can remember is his old band um but uh jordan robson kramer is in a band that's going to be touring they're great uh so if they're coming to town go watch them um uh, I'm gonna go watch people uh, just beat the fuck out of each other. I can't wait. Nice. Um, um, I have a gig next Saturday in the Old Toll Bar in Glasgow. Um, nice. It is myself, Chris Scott, Billy Kirkwood, Great. and Mark Nelson. Hey, it's um, a pretty nice lineup. And it's very nice lineup. I'm doing that the next week, and then I'm getting some more gigs in the diary again. Hey, welcome back. Uh, which is a, a lot of fun, and I'm bringing back my rape fantasy joke, and it's I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> right, I am uh, going to. I f- totally forgot to get into the Twitch and line up a raid, but I'm going to line up a raid, and that's going to happen. And in the meantime, you guys are going to watch this old lady talk about sex. Before, Bye, before you hit that, Steve, oh, I hope you on. feel better. We love you, man. You're an important part oh, of the stream, okay. and we appreciate having you around. So thanks for coming in. We love Did all you troggies. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Steve he, just oh, said he's okay. had a rough week. So okay. I just wanted um, to say we love you, buddy. We, uh, we love all of you yeah. guys. And um, we'll be, well, Chris will be back next week, and then the rest of us will be back the week after that. So we'll yeah. be All right. Bye. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made when having sexual intercourse. That can't happen. Possibly you're saying.